Hello there and welcome to Alstein Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz that is no tomorrow. This week we're talking about the French Dispatch, Wes Anderson's latest film. My name is Tom, oui, and as always, oui. I'm joined with my co-host, John. Uh, uh, bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> uh, we're in French. Yeah, uh, we're in France today. We're in French. That's what I just said. Yes. Uh, baguette. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Um, this, right. this man is hey, hey, everyone. <laughs> hey everyone um luckily i bought my pan of chocolate i'm kidding i'm kidding right um so we are I'm, pre- be I'm, about... I'm pretty sure there's one of them downstairs sorry yeah <laughs> uh so we're gonna be talking about the french dispatch so i've seen um this uh, uh you you went to see it later didn't you yeah you went to see it like a yeah, couple of weeks I only, later I only, I, I, I only saw it a couple of days ago we were gonna do eternals this week but you couldn't watch eternals just yet so Eternals is going to be next week, but don't worry, we are going to talk about Eternals. I'm excited because I really, really liked Eternals, man. I'm very excited to talk yeah, about that, that one. It, it's, it's funny about like everyone, like I know, just said, "Oh, Eternals is just terrible." Especially Joe, who was on the podcast, he said he, he thought it was um wasn't that good. He was like, "Really, so bad?" Oh no, yeah, yeah no, I have yeah. heard a lot against it, but honestly, like. I don't I don't want to spend too much time, you know, on it. Obviously, we'll talk about it next week, but I thought it was an incredibly heartfelt, you know, human story, you know, with some really, really solid emotions and, and character work. And yeah, I thought it broke the formula of the MCU in all the right ways. And hell yeah, man. I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Maybe we should maybe we should get Joe on to, to give us his opinions. Who knows? Who knows? Let's uh, let's 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 dive into the French dispatch, shall we? Yeah, Friends Dispatch. Uh, oh, spoilers. Yeah, we must yeah. forget spoilers. We always forget about these, but like, <laughs> Never forget spoilers. you know, it, it's just funny. Like, somewhere out there in the world, just like, goes, hmm, yes, I'll get spoiled and never seen a movie. Like, they just go, like, sort of their own way, talking to people, like, some spoilers. <laughs> and then, like, 50 years later, like, there's some famous director. So, uh, how many films did you watch? Did they say none? And just say what? How do you know all this stuff? Like spoilers. I have, spoilers. I have, I have a friend who literally has seen like half the amount of films that she know. Like she literally knows about so many films, but she's only seen half of the films that she knows about just because of all the stuff online that she's just looked at. And it's, it's definitely a way to live. I might say so myself. It's, so. It, I don't know, but it's like a very unhealthy habit to do that. Actually, because yeah. not not my choice. It's, you know, it's just like really ruining your experiences, mm. uh, especially like you know, um, uh, you know, like Empire Strikes Back. Oh, isn't it Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. That whole, you know, uh, mm. Luke, uh, you know, uh, Darth Vader's being Luke's father, and you know that <gasps> was like spoilers. Ah! Uh, oh my god! Everyone knows. Everyone knows this at this point. Like. <laughs> You know, like the seventies. You know, like when they released that, everyone just like completely lost their minds over it. Mm. You know, like how amazing that plot twist. Especially, you know, um, uh, Mark Hamill couldn't talk about the spoiler because he was just like massive. Yeah, um, yeah I've seen, I've seen that yeah. video of him talking about. Yeah, it. yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. Definitely. Oh, and Harrison Thankfully, Ford. I, oh yeah, Harrison Ford said. Yeah, Harrison hey, Ford said. Hey kid, you didn't, kid. you didn't fucking tell me that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, thankfully, uh, I would say that this isn't this isn't one of those films. I wouldn't say this, that there isn't much in this film that I feel like there is to spoil. But in case no. you are like a big Wes Anderson fan and you haven't seen it yet, definitely go and uh, watch it before yeah. you can hear it, our it, thoughts. Yeah, it's a very it's a very hard a hard film to spoil because I mean, there's loads of films that you can spoil, but like you know, there's like some very intricate films that you can't really. <laughs> spoil but like talk about because it's too confusing i mean like mm. um what film uh tenet yeah you can't really you can't really <laughs> spoil tenet can't talk, yeah tenet's one of those you just can't you can't talk about it um no. right so give me but, give me yeah, your Prince kind of bad. first give me your first impressions what, what did you think uh i i thoroughly enjoyed it it was like one of those uh fun and enjoyable films that uh was on the big screen uh and you know it was like out of the like the West Anderson, like he West Anderson himself, <laughs> like he just like you know uh, took it out of his own genre. Like there's so many conventions that he broke. Like I mean, 
the you know you see out do the uh whole um filmography that uh, Wes Anderson did you know like the whole uh, static camera like you see that in Grand Budapest Hotel uh, the dry humor but sometimes you can see that he broke that throughout the the, the film like the aspect ratio changes and he's like mm. oh my god like he, he just did it and it's like it's just so refreshing to see and you know the storylines I love the storylines uh, the first two that I thoroughly enjoyed um the first one with the artist that was hilarious yeah um and the the second one was like more uh, heartfelt you know emotion yeah uh, driven story that one uh, with uh, Timothy Chalamet's character uh, and then the third one the third one didn't really stick to me like i just felt okay. it was a bit washed yeah okay interesting yeah. um i definitely agree that this is this is where Zanison on the top of his game for filmmaking. There were some amazing moments that I thought were the use of color in this film, I thought was mm. just incredible. It's almost as if so each each one is, you know, four by three aspect ratio with mm. um in black and white telling these stories. The the film is set out like a like a magazine would be. Um yes. and what I loved about it was there would be these moments of color, these moments of life, almost as if in the magazine is showing you a picture of the subject it's talking about. And it would do this in color in those moments. And, and sometimes the aspect ratio would then shift into 16 by uh, nine. And I thought these moments were just incredibly powerful, you know, in the painting um, story, there was just this beautiful moment of, the artist, you know, they, they ask about the pieces that he's done on the prison walls and he says, they are all Simone. And then it cuts to, you know, a beautiful like shot of them all in colour with Simone standing in front of them. And, you know, it's this, it's this really profound, like, you know, moment of love and acceptance and, you know, of art, really. And I thought that that was just so good in the second one similarly there's a moment where the two opposing sides of this rebellion you know uh timothy chamelay's character and then like the the um the one in the motorcycle helmet the whole time um uh can't, yeah can't yeah i can't remember uh, their name but like yeah um they listen to like a jukebox like unknown opposing sides and and again you know you get color with, with this moment of music and then like in the third one when they sample food there you know they have again these moments of color and and these moments that totally you know stick out and i I thought that was just amazing really wow yeah yeah it's just like one of those moments like especially you know um it's just like one of those moments like in the uh fence not grand budapest where uh is it zero is it zero? Yeah, um, zero. Yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah, zero. Talking to um, his girlfriend on the carousel, and that shot of like um, of her face, like you know, with that uh, colorful light in the background, like showing her face. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think huh? I think there is a, I think there is a use of of color um that i think works really yeah. really well in this one um yeah and uh and i really like yeah, because with the there was like two timelines that i could you know you can see like the past and the future uh or the the present like the the black and white stuff is like the past you know like mm. we could seeing uh like the black and white stuff throughout the film uh but then there'll be like moments of color uh like uh, you know what you said about when um uh someone like when they paint the artist like the artwork in the prison uh you know that was like during uh the like kind of like some hope within for the artist like he's trying to um uh try to help himself yeah i i don't know what's the word like is it like i don't know just like um giving stuff i don't know i forgot the work i don't know um yeah it, it uh, really is it, it's kind of like the culmination of that story you know yeah. and, and the love that, the that he has yeah it, it's yeah. the love that he has kind of um accumulated for her kind of coming to 
to a head almost um and and all i think all of them had their own kind of they in a way it's almost as if wes anderson brings you a, a selection of short films you know um they all have this kind of loose through line that i think tight you know kind of comes together quite nicely but what i really enjoyed about it was the fact that they all um they all have something different to say i think i think the the setup uh is the you know there's a, there's a story about the arts there's a story about uh food and the story about politics let's see uh works of politics the arts high and low and diverse stories of human interest and i think it really delivered on that i think you know some of the best stuff of the film was when it had a comment to say about you know like society or like the way that we kind of consume you know whether whether it be like through our interpretation of politics or of food or of um the other one art just art in general um i thought that was very nice and and it, they, were, they were made differently each time you know like there was a lot of like kind of camera movement in the third story you know there's a shot where the um obviously there's a lot of static a lot of really nice blocking where's anderson's signature stuff but there was a really nice that like, rotating shot of, of everybody all sampling the food there was the animated car chase which i thought was oh. really really cool um yeah kind of taking some of that cool animation down. yeah and then yeah. like even in the politics one there was some handheld camera movement, which I haven't seen yeah. from Wes Anderson in a long yeah, time. Like, yeah, in the third one, is it? I don't know, but I think it was the third one. No, I, I, can think, I think it was the second one. I think in the in the political one, just before the barricades go down, and it's the conversation between. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Used that. Yeah, oh um, yeah. I, I thought that was that was amazing, just to see him um, switch it up a little bit. His his style. Yeah. Um, well, and I really liked you know the structure of these stories. Um, um, uh, what was it like? You know, at the beginning it was telling us what the uh, French magazine was, and then we got like a mini introduction to Owen Wilson's French character. I don't know what's his name. Yeah, um, he, he yeah, it's, it's... Through, um, and... yeah, it was like it's um, yeah, yeah. Um, Hello. You're, you're, oh, yeah. You're, I, I you're, 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 no, you're breaking. You're breaking up a little bit on my end, but hopefully the folks oh, at home right. can hear can hear just fine. Um, but yeah, I I was a little bit taken aback with the structure of it. I'm not gonna lie. When the first, you know, the guy cycling through the city, when that first story ended, I kind of thought that the whole thing would be similar kind of lengths to that. And I wasn't kind of sure how many stories there would be. And I was kind of like, you know, I kind of expected it to go on for longer. And then when it ended, it kind of came as a surprise for me. So I think the pacing of the film, it's structured like a, a magazine. And I think my I think that is... It works well, but I also think therein lies the problem for me. I think that idea and the way that they strung it together, it works well. And I think the structure of that is good. But I also think that for me, at least magazines are a kind of thing where I don't read a whole magazine in one sitting. And if I do, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not something that happens very often. And this is the kind of film that watching it all, you know, I felt like I should be taking breaks in between each one. I felt like one story should end and I should kind of go and get myself like a drink or something. If that makes sense, you know, like a magazine, yeah. I might, I might, I might read one article one day and then one article the next, not like them all at once. And I feel like therefore the film kind of felt like it was going on a bit and that it was kind of, I understand what you mean towards the third story. I kind of felt like it was dragging on a little bit and yeah. that I was kind yeah. of struggling to retain as much interest as I was in the first two. Um, yeah, and especially, you know, uh, throughout the third story that, um, I mean, like, it was kind of interesting, but then it was just like losing a little bit of interest to, to the story. But um, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get like, get the pacing right for the third one. I just felt it was, you know, exactly what you said. It was just dragging on. Um, but yeah. Um, I just really liked the first two, just like how enjoyable they were. And especially like the structure was like, um, and the pacing as well, that was like perfectly, uh, you know, doable throughout the, throughout the, throughout those two 
um, stories. Uh, I just really liked the the soundtrack as well. I thought the soundtrack was um, used well, and the cinematography. Oh, the cinematography. Um, the, the shot that I really liked uh, was when uh, Timothy Chalamet and the motorcycle. I forgot her name, uh, but there was like yeah. One shot what what where... is her name? That I I feel like. I re- we I should feel, know her I name, but mean, I, I just can't think like of it. Not knowing what's in what's the name, I need to find out. I'm I'm don't I'm I'm on it. I'm I'm googling it as we speak. I'm it's, I'm googling it now. I'm googling Juliet. Now, ah, <laughs> got uh, there first. Um, yeah, so so you got Timothy Chalamet and Juliet. Yeah, that shot where. Um, She's like riding the uh, motorcycle in the dark with Timothy Chalamet's uh, character, like with the neon flashing lights, with the red and blue lights uh, throughout that entire sequence. I really love that, and uh, and I, you know, I just really love the humor in it in this in, in this whole story, um, it, especially in the first one <laughs> when they're sharing the artwork. Uh, to the um, adjudicators, I don't know what they're adju- adju- adjudicators. The, the, bi- the buyers, the buyers, yeah, okay, the buyers, yeah. and <laughs> one of them, uh, um, like he was sharing like the bird, the, the picture of the bird, <laughs> like I just thought that that was funny, like um, just the, just the bird. Just yeah, I, I feel I feel uh, like the first one was kind of like the most comedic. The second one maybe wasn't the most emotional and then the third one was kind of the most like fast paced and action heavy it was interesting i feel like the third one was placed you know in the narr- in the in the plot where it was because of you know it's kind of faster nature and, and and the lean and action scenes i think that i i think that so in in isle of dogs wes anderson uses this uh, this style of animation that he uses for the car chase he uses it um, to do the news reports and like the screens on the TVs, and now he's done a bigger section. I have a feeling that sometime soon, maybe in his next film, Wes Anderson is going to do a full film in that animation style, similar to how he did some stop motion animation in Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, and then he made uh, French, uh, not uh, Fantasy Mr. Fox, a few years later. So I have a feeling that that's going to be something that mm. he kind of goes along with. Um, but I actually found the third one was my favorite. Um, oh really? Yeah. I, I so I feel like because there are three stories, I found it difficult to latch onto the emotions every single time. You know, I think there were some really good moments, but I wasn't always with the characters. But with the third one, I thought Jeffrey Wright, his performance was incredible. It was a real standout performance yeah, to me. I agree. Yeah. The way that he talks about food, you know, it it really is, you know he exudes the energy of somebody who is passionate about this and who really understands, you know, and, you know, has this kind of true uh, appreciation for these arts um, and the food that he's eating, the way that, you know, it kind of like leapt off the, off, out, like the words or like leapt, leapt out at me and, and, you know, kind of pulled me in. I really, really liked that. Um, I, I thought his performance was great. And then at the end, the chef makes this really, really profound speech about like tasting the poison and how like you know he's like searching for like tastes and how like he can never truly replicate that taste because of you know like it will kill him and I just thought that was like extremely like heart-wrenching and I think that those moments of emotion were the best parts of the film for me there's moments of color there's moments where we truly um, you know, got to understand the characters on, on that real level, almost as if, almost as if those scenes are where we are let into the world and not just seeing it through the eyes or hearing it through the through the um words of these uh, writers. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, as you said, it was like very powerful that um, chef's speech as well. Um, but I really liked the um. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright's character throughout that that was like really uh, powerful, like the way that he says the words, um, like it was just satisfying to hear. And then you know that 
in fact the whole character and then uh the animation was cool at the end that that was uh really interesting to see as well um i just don't know why i just felt you know it was dragging on but i thought maybe if i like took a break and then see that act i would go oh okay that's that's a really good um story that one uh well mm. yeah no I, i i agree with you i feel like it it feels almost as if if i watched this at home and i kind of like watched the first story and then like you know took a pee break or something came back watched the second and then maybe had yeah. like had like something to eat and then came and like watched the third those separations i feel like might have made it enjoy if wes anderson had released this as three different um short films maybe because the way that they connect them with the actual french dispatch and uh, bill murray's character i don't know I, i feel like it wasn't oh yeah bill murray's character quite strong yeah no uh, yeah yeah he was just like there just just there he was uh, yeah uh, especially that he just randomly died at the end <laughs> so, so i just he just yeah, died they kind the of they kind of then shoehorned in an obituary where we're supposed to it, it almost felt like they were then asking us to care about the characters and then their relationships with one another when the real um you know the, the what we've got to know from any of them was 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 from these little uh interludes in between each story but that i don't feel like that was quite enough for me to truly kind of like latch onto you know the death of of bill murray's character and so mm. therefore i feel like yeah. the film ended on a bit of a well i know what they're going for and they're going for this kind of like togetherness sense um but i'm not Yeah, I'm not sure it really worked for me. Um yeah, I can see why uh, I can see what you mean uh, about like the whole thing about that. Um maybe they were trying to, you know, reinforce the idea of the French dispatch like what they were doing in the first place, you know, as you know, as news news reporters to um, you know, as you know, journalism as well like to tell somebody's life. Uh, in in an article in like in, in little as you know as as uh, 200 words or 200 words, I don't know but something like that and you know uh, but it wasn't really impactful like you know Bill's movie Bill's movie uh, character's death um, but if it was like more impactful and you know when everyone's like formed you know together uh, for for the death maybe that would have like worked a lot more better like I'd be like oh that's you know that's really impactful powerful so yeah yeah no i i agree but saying that i think you know if they'd have just if they'd have just released you know it's as without those those little bits i do think that it would have lost some of it as if like you know some of the scenes of bill murray questioning some of their choices and then the writers explaining it is some of the moments where we kind of understand the writers in different ways. So I feel like those are still important. I just feel like they didn't come together in the way no, that they yeah. quite could have. Yeah. Um it, it I mean I loved the film throughout the uh, I loved the film <laughs> like throughout yeah. it was just like so enjoyable with like the music, uh, the actors are like I can tell that I had so much fun as well like uh, Tilda Swinton's uh, character just like talking about um the life of this painter and i just thought that's just hilarious just talking about that um, oh yeah the, that that one really there was some great like when um when when Benicio del Toro and Adrian Brody's characters were chasing each other around the installation like throwing <laughs> stuff at each other i just thought that that was like just really really hilarious you know, i thought that that one it, yeah honestly and yeah I think the cast were all incredible. Wes Anderson, like so many directors, you know, like proper auteurs, he brings back so many like members of 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 casts from different films. Like, uh, but but even but even in this one, you know, you've still got new members, and I think that you know, it was just so cool to see so many of them in the same place and to playing different roles. Um, I can't. Was that? I, I feel like this. I feel like this is the first time Timothy Chalamet was in a. Wasn't a um, yeah. 
a Wes Anderson film. I, I might be wrong about that, but like, say so it was great to see him in it. As I said, Jeffrey Wright was amazing, but there was also some great cameos from people like um, Owen Wilson, a kind of glorified cameo. I thought his role, uh, Willem Dafoe as like the, as the like guy in prison. I thought that was great. Um, yeah, it's that's just yeah. Great. There's so many things that Wes Anderson does so well, and and he nails it with the cast as well. I think. Um, I wish there was like a lot more to talk about. I feel like, well, I haven't seen the like the film for like weeks now. But um, what else? I don't know. But I just really um, the cast was great. I thought it was just like a really strong cast. Um, hmm. Uh, I know, but I just, I, I just uh, adored the cinematography throughout the film. That was just like the one, number one thing that was just really cap- captivating. Through yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Wes Anderson yeah. is almost like the the embodiment of every frame being a painting. You know, every every yeah. single um, you know frame. Maybe not every single one, but but most of them. There's something that you know you pause it and 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 you're gonna get something really good. The way that he blocks, the way that he you know structures things, he uses his lighting and and as I said, the use of color in this is so intelligent and in ways that an aspect ratio as well. You know, I love a sixteen by nine film. I love a four by three film. But to use them both, I talked about this when I talked about Limbo, which is a film this year that Limbo. I thought was incredible, but when they use these things together, I think, oh, cinema, just cinema. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So what, do you have anything else you want to say? Um, I just thought it was an enjoyable film. It's not like the best West Anderson film, but I just thought like, um, like the emotion, uh, the kind like the hilarity and like the, the way that he was like really passionate uh, telling these stories and the French dispatch, like the whole idea of it, like what was it about? Um, but, I thought it was just, um, oh, it, the pace was okay, uh, but the stories were just excellent. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was, I, I was going to say, where do you think, uh, obviously we did uh, rank all the Wes Anderson films, or at least most of them, because I know you had to duck out a bit early. Uh, you, you guys can check that out if you haven't seen it yet. But what did you think? Uh, do you think this is one of his best or maybe one of like his worst maybe or like maybe like a middling film what would you say in terms of his like wider filmography it's like somewhere in the middle between one of the best and one of the worst i don't know i don't Mm. know i think i think i have such an adoration and i love all of the films so much that this one comes in quite low for me and it might even be my least favorite um i have to watch it again um but yeah i'm still i'm still definitely totally there for everything that wes anderson's doing but if we compare this to something like the last night in soho that we watched last week which i think was uh, again i watched it a second time i watched a second time and it was still as good it's bloody spectacular and that film really you know did something different for wes anderson uh, for edgar wright but i don't feel like this film quite you know in terms of a director um a director's film i don't think that it 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 was quite as impactful to me as um as last night in soho was for edgar wright yeah um yeah so what you... last night so it was just more uh, more impactful but you know yeah like, i mean yeah 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 i mean we, i mean it's not really fair to be comparing it to last night in soho but it's just uh happens that they came out at the same time really uh, or like a week apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah. What do you think they're going to give it out ten? Um, I want to give it like an eight or a seven. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going eight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm an eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really strong. You know, and and an eight to me, an eight is excellent, but I don't think it's quite a nine. I know I'd call a nine a masterpiece. Uh, you know, like a, a like proper cinema right there. And 10 would be the masterpiece, you know? So I think eight. Yeah, you know, 10 is like the old um, film. Yeah. Yeah. And nine's like 100%. Amazing, but 10. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, 10 ten, is always a masterpiece, isn't it? Yes. Oh, it has to be. But with, with, with film uh, Empire's 
um film rating is a bit different isn't it like five stars four stars and so that yeah. that that is really confusing because it doesn't really you know uh say how much you know what goes into like three stars and three stars it could be like a good film but four stars i don't know this is is a bit weird yeah in, in yeah. my opinion the 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 problem with the five star rating is that there's too much of a disconnect you know two is bad and three is like a pretty good score i feel like there should be a middle ground you know you don't yeah. see a you know while many people would say that a three is just a fine score you know technically a three is like good you, you give something a three that's fresh and rotten tomatoes but i feel like the 2.5 or the 5 out of 10 is very important for a film that is equally good and bad you know many film venom let there be carnage I love that film, but I also recognize that there's a lot of bad in there. So it comes as five out of 10, you know, and I feel that's yes. important. And therefore I, I always, I always opt for the, for the, um, you know, score out of 10 and a score out of five. Yeah. Is he, it's gone. He's still there. Hello. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. You break, you're breaking up a little bit. Who know who knows if, if these guys can hear it, but let's, let's continue. Let's talk about, some trailers for the week so we got a trailer oh yeah for morbius 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 jared leto's second attempt at uh, a comic book film this is part of the the sony sony spider-man thing um what did you think of the trailer um it was uh I don't know. It, it, it's like a bit conflicting, to be honest. Like you know, what Jared Leto is trying to you know do with um with Morbius, you know, you know, what I mean, like it's a bit weird to see, it, you know, especially that he's done you know Joker, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the Joker. Oh, hello. Oh, is, is hello? That... <laughs> hello. This is like yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We're having all the te- we're having all technical difficulties today. I will uh, I will make an I'll make a note to um check on this when I do the edit. Um yeah, I think that while I'm not the biggest fan of Jared Leto and while I don't care about Morbius, I think this film looks like again, we're coming from like we're coming from Venom here. It's the same universe, obviously, and Venom does not take itself seriously at all and doesn't ask anyone else to take it seriously. It doesn't give the MCU kind of, we're going to try and be really sincere, but at the same time, we're going to undercut it with a lot of jokes. They just, they just kind of go, we're going to do a stupid thing and it's going to be, or at least I read it as this is a stupid thing and it's going to be, you know, a bit ridiculous. And I think it really, really works um, for Venom. And, and therefore, I'm totally on board with Morbius. I really am, which is just a bit of a weird sentiment i didn't think i'd ever kind of like you know say but i i think i think i think it's cool you know i think there's some fun like nods like they like one of the weirdest like kind of lines in it is where is where someone's like who are you and he's like i am venom and i'm just kidding it's michael morbius but like but at your service it's just the weirdest like thing and it looks wild but i'm really intrigued i hope it's good and yeah i'm i'm really intrigued to how it looks um one of the things that I kind of wanted to ask there is that there are a lot of elements in this that, so, okay, so first of all, you've got obviously references to Venom, so this is clearly going to be Venom, the Venom universe, but also references to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. There's the Oscorp tower with the same logo from his films. There's a p- newspaper with references to Rhino and Black Cat, both of whom were in Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then some to um, Tobey Maguire's universe with... Uh, the um, Spider-Man mural on the wall of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, but it has the the words murderer over it, which is a Tom Holland thing because people think he killed um, Mysterio. The way that you yeah. said it's like a Tom Holland thing. Oh, like it's like some conspiracy theory. Sorry, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tom Holland is a murderer, guys. Um, no. And and yeah, and then obviously you've got the Vulture. Adrian Toomes, um, by, played by Michael Keaton. Where does this sit? Like, what do you think? Do you think this film is going to be set in the Amazing Spider-Man universe and the Raimi universe and the MCU universe? Like, what do you think? I, 
I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they're going to do that. But then it's that by the looks, it's going to be like the, you know Venom over again. Like you know, uh, I don't know. I I just don't know what to say about it. Honestly, it is a bit hard to talk about. Like, so I mean, that's not really particularly not interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I mean. What you said about, like, you know, the trailer, you know, um, Spider-Man linking up to, you know, like, Murderer uh, as well. You know, it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with Morbius, but it, it's going to be that hard, you know, solo film, that, you know, that you're trying to pick up, you know, with Sony, but also that it's going to do. But this is the same... Is it the same director? It did uh, Homecoming, Far From Home... And no him. No, 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 this oh. isn't John Watts. Um oh. no, let, let's have a look. Who who is directing Morbius? It is Daniel Espinosa, who directed what have you directed? Okay. Oh. Films I've literally never heard. Oh, he did Life in 2017. With Ryan Reynolds oh, and Jake Gyllenhaal, oh, yeah, that film. Oh, my, yeah, my uh, my dad saw that and he said, "Oh, that's good, that's good." So okay, not bad, not bad. It's in loads of films that I haven't heard of. Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't know the tra- I don't know. I watched the trailer uh, a little bit while back, but it, I don't know. I think it just said the same team as you know. It's far from home, but I don't know some of that. But uh, yeah, no, it said it's uh, the studio from that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think that with like all these kind of things, um, I think that they um, are going to do like they're gonna combine the um, universes. At the end of No Way Home, I think they're gonna combine the three uh, uh, Spider-Man universes, and then that's kind of where Morbius and Venom will sit in this kind of combined universe, similar to how DC did it in Crisis and Infinite Earths. Uh, in the comics, they combined the multiverses, and I think that's how they're gonna do it. Yeah, that's good. That's gonna be a little bit annoying because D- D- DC did it first, but um... <laughs> yeah. And like, how much you know hype was you know um, around Crisis on Infinite Earths comic? Like, how much you know what were the possibilities? But now it's going to be so predictable what they're going to do. I don't know, like with, uh, with the multiverse and like what the possibilities are. But it's a good thing as well because they could bring back you know potential villains like Ultron, like for some future MCU films maybe because Ultron had a lot of potential, but Age of Ultron. Uh, <laughs> he had how teeth. Emba- how embarrassing. He did yeah. have teeth. That's true. God, that was a film. Honestly, having just like this past weekend, having watched all seven Spider-Man films, I don't ever want to watch an MCU film ever again. <laughs> like watching, yeah. watching Homecoming and Far From Home broke me, dude. Like Jesus Christ. But but yeah, um, really, really, it really broke you. Oh, I did. I didn't enjoy it. I did, I did not enjoy those two films. Um, like Far uh, From Home. No, no, Homecoming and Far From Home, right? N- yeah. No. New. 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 No oh, way. Right. Oh, Amazing Spider-Man. Right. Two. Wait. What? Amazing Spider-Man Two. Did you enjoy no, that? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man Two. I'm oh, talking about the MCU Spider-Man films, Homecoming. And... Oh, yeah, oh, like Homecoming and Far From Home, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, yeah, no, they were, they were rough, man. They were. <laughs> we'll talk. We're, we're going to talk about it in a few weeks. We're going to do all the Spider-Man films, but yeah, yeah. Gosh, I don't know um... why, but if you, if uh, Tom, if you remember this person that talked about uh, like Batman v Superman uh, was like really bad and everything he said that homecoming uh is is the best Cosmo. spider-man film 
Cosmonaut Variety Hour, right? No. No? Huh? Wait, are you talking about are you talking about the Cosmonaut Variety Hour on, on YouTube? No, 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 no. Someone okay. that we, uh, no, someone that we talked to, uh, my friend from school, and oh. he said him. Oh, he, oh yeah, no. <laughs> I yeah, disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I disagree. <laughs> yeah, you, like... sa- you said that um Spider-Man Homecoming was like the best Spider-Man film. Uh, I yeah, having rewatched them, like I'm not including Spider-Verse here. Spider-Verse is literally god tier, doesn't even deserve to be talked about in the same sentence. But like, no. yeah, like Spider-Man, there is a very, in my opinion, there's a very strong argument to say that the Spider-Man films get progressively worse, meaning that Spider-Man 2002 is the best one and Far From Home is the worst. My my thoughts kind of vaguely follow that kind of train, you know, of thought. Not exactly, but still, I think there's a, I think that each series kind of loses something. Um, and yeah, yeah. The, the the MCU films, we're going to talk about it at some point, but uh, yeah, makes me a little bit less excited for, for No Way Home, I will say. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, so we have a second trailer as well. So there was also a trailer for the Book of Boba Fett, uh, obviously. Oh yeah, Book of Boba Fett. Oh, Mandalorian yeah. spin-off. Oh, this looks yeah. cool, man. It looks very oh, cool. Yeah. What do you oh, think? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I'm just getting excited. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Book of Boba Fett. This looks really cool, um, and especially that you know, for years and years and years, we'd be like wanting to have like a Boba Fett um, solo film or TV show. But mm. now we have like we're gonna see, you know, what really happened for Boba Fett. And or afterwards, the after the events of Mandalorian season two, um, I don't know, but this this is really cool. Like, uh, what 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 the possibilities is going to do? And you know, like we're going to see the more cooler version of Boba Fett throughout this whole series as well. And we got Fennec as well, so that's cool. yes. I, I didn't expect. Like honestly, when this is not what I expect. Like from what we're seeing, it is not what I expected from this uh show so you know we kind of all you know you kind of assume that a boba fett show would be you know bounty hunting and you know you know kicking ass and taking names but it seems very much kind of like boba wants to rule with respect and kind of you know retain a bit of of his honor you know maybe we're going to see some of his kind of escapades in between the mandalorian and return of the jedi and i think that those ideas are really cool um, that they are progressing this um, in this way. But, but yeah, there's a lot kind of, of speculation surrounding what they're doing here. There is a rumour that episode one of the Book of Boba Fett will be entitled Chapter 17. So they are directly oh. continuing the story of the Mandalorian here um, and, and, and kind of like continuing that legacy. But obviously they're, they're building up to this big Thrawn thing and obviously i want the book, book of boba fett to stand on its own i want it to be a good thing regardless but i'm still wondering how this will all fit in you know like at the moment you know star wars tv is really going for something big and i hope the book of boba fett you know does well because i feel like there is a you know that there is a danger that it could just be you know fan service here's your boba fett thing you know but at the same time what I really liked about this trailer was that it was focusing on the plot. There wasn't any bombshell moments, you know, there wasn't like, there were no, apart from Din and Fennec, I don't think, I might be wrong about this, but there are no, no characters we already know, like nobody. So yeah, I think that's nobody. really interesting. There could, you know, this, this show might just be like focusing on its own story in the similar way to Mandalorian season one. It might just focus on its own story with new characters and not bother with like the rest of the, the universe. And I think that that prospect, as much as it's exciting to know what's going to happen with this big crossover, the prospect that we're not going to see anything um, from the wider universe is very exciting. Yeah. It's just so exciting and new, especially, you know, like, um, uh, you know, when we saw Mandalorian the uh, trailer for the first time, like, what what were the possibilities of seeing in this Mandalorian, and uh, that would you know the whole new characters, and that's really cool. You know, seeing new characters and not like having this whole um, paste, uh, copy and paste 
motion, like the, what they're going to do. So, yeah, this looks exciting. So, yeah, be excited for it. Yeah, uh, definitely. On on Friday, so Friday the 12th of November, there is Disney Plus Day upcoming. Um, and the so obviously they're going to be announcing new Disney Plus things, giving us trailers. And the rumour for Star Wars is that we are going to be getting... A sizzle, uh, so um, behind the scenes for Book of Boba Fett, a sizzle reel for Mandalorian season three, a sizzle reel for Andor, a teaser for Bad Batch season two, and of course, the first look at Obi Wan Kenobi. So, I mean, oh, very exciting stuff. I think it's going to be very, I think it's going to be really cool to see what's going to happen. Uh, yes, a surprise, but a welcome one. Uh, is that, that the way that the meme goes? A surprise, a surprise. A a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one indeed. Yeah, that's indeed. it. That's it. That's let's it, go. Yeah. Um, uh, right before we before we roll on out, let's let's do a little bit of viewing, shall we? Yeah, I've got something very specifically that I want to talk about, uh, yeah. but I'll I'll, let, I'll got... let you go first. Oh, give okay. me something. So, um, I'll I'll talk about two things. Uh, one's like really short to talk about, but right. I'll talk about yeah, I'll, I'll talk about this one thing that I'm starting. So I'm starting okay. a new anime show called yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen. Right. So do, do you want that to, do you want me to spell that out? I think I I'll, I think I'll figure it out. Okay. So I've got Jujutsu I've got Kaisen. I've got I've got I've got jujitsu. I'll I'll go from there. Uh, I shall go yeah, from called, there. Yeah it's called it's called Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh and this is like one of the most um recommended shows that I, I've been telling to watch my my friend from athletics that told me oh you should watch the show it's really cool uh my friends from college like they, they even showed me the introduction of this of this uh show and oh my god it is amazing <laughs> like the scene tune slaps and like the variety of the animation is just so smooth and so clean but uh i watched uh, the first episode yesterday and it is really cool like the concept of of the whole thing so i haven't got the story yet but it uh, what i got so far is about um a, a boy called yuji and he uh one day gets um i don't know what's this person but uh, a person who uh can detect evil and you can see um the evil like through the glasses like you can put some glasses and see what sense of evil like some that um oh, the way okay. that the evil is <laughs> the way that the evil is uh uh created is by the negativity so like so he uh, so he's got like he's got like infrared glasses but with evil yeah like you can see the evil like there's some like like monsters or creatures or something like that of course he can and yeah and um yuji doesn't know that he has this power that uh that can detect the evil uh, around him or like the negativity, all, all of it. So that's what I got so far. <laughs> um, I mean, that's <laughs> that definitely sounds like something. Yeah, first two, three on YouTube right now. And you can have a now, it's only like three minutes, but it is so interesting. Like, uh, what it is so. Now I want to watch the whole show, um, <laughs> but yeah, that'd be cool. But it's good. It's good that it's, it's good. It's good that I guess you hooked straight away. Yeah, yeah. It's the same people who did of the animation team. I don't mm. know if, who it was uh, who did Attack on Titans. I think. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So I think so, but it could be something else. But uh, um, apparently, the most hated uh, stu- studio. Oh, he's gone. He just he bounced. Well, I I guess I guess whilst he's gone, I'll uh I'll leave him to rejoin and I'll talk about what I watched. I watched Dear Evan Hansen, the film. Now I haven't seen the oh he's back. He is muted. Anyway, I haven't seen Dear Evan Hansen the play. I listened to the songs and I think they're really cool. Uh I I get the you know, I've been told like the plot and stuff and, and all that, but Nevertheless, I went into into Dervin Hansen the film, you know, knowing, you know, kind of vaguely what's 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 going on, um, but my God, 
like this was pretty pretty rough man like i heard it was bad but i had no idea how bad it would be like this obviously this all there's the immediate kind of like controversial very controversial casting of, of ben platt as um as evan this guy who's like in his late 20s maybe even his 30s i don't even know uh, you know playing it a high school teenager um and he just looks weird immediately and, and his performance is so kind of like emotionally dissonant emotionally dissonant there'll be moments that he will have like the wrong you know a reaction to a situation and and that could be good you know that could be like part of his character part of his kind of socially awkwardness but they really don't lean into it and i think it's really really um distracting it really can be distracting um how much you know how oblivious he is um and the fact that he kind of strings along the plot kind of just around him string along this family of, of, of this guy who's died um who's killed himself and you know he almost strings them along and like makes them believe they were friends and he gets everything he wanted um but the re but he, he never really faces like true consequences for this the the film never really explores and confronts the fact that he is manipulative and being a really really bad person and the play definitely does that you know there like are songs that they decide to cut out which i really just have no idea why they did it you know and there are so many characters who are barely explored and you know even if i had even if i didn't know what the play was like you know i would understand these characters are so like flat and they really shouldn't be you know like you can't just explore one person like you know the the this the kind of the character who sets the whole plot in motion i guess um being connor murphy who kills himself we barely know him before he goes you know i don't know if that's something that the the the, the musical fixes but I know that there are songs that, you know, that does. And I just think that what they did, like they've just made this thing. I don't, I don't even know why, but they've done it. And it was a real mistake. And a lot of people say this is one of the worst musical movies ever. And I find it hard to disagree. I think there's so much this film does wrong. And saying that, however, it's loads of fun. <laughs> you know, I think without a doubt, it's like a four out of 10, but, it's so nearly a five. It's so nearly that like average point because I can really enjoy it. You know, I watched this with my girlfriend and we just took the piss out of it the whole time. And it was really funny. And, you know, there's just so much to, to laugh at, you know, but, but I think, you know, the work of the film, it didn't work. You know, I was never laughing with it. I was never carried along by the emotions. I was more just like, you know, I thought it didn't start too badly um in all honesty but it just really kind of went downhill yeah definitely wouldn't recommend it to but you know i think it's a really good time a really good laugh and it's one of those films this year that i will you know look back on as like just why did you do it oh, who knows who knows john are you back are you there you are unmuted it says to me i don't know let me text him he did warn me beforehand that this might happen but let's let's have a look wait I'm oh back. there he I'm is back. he's back right Right. Okay. Brilliant. Somehow, I, I have no I idea. Just, you... I was just listening to you, uh, like Damon Hansen. I was like, wait, why am I muted? So then I spent like trying looking on Zoom or like just trying to find out why I'm muted, and then just went, oh, you're muted. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so I don't know what's going on today. Um, He's back. Well, it's fine. It, it's fine. You um, you I, okay? You, I was about to say. Watch. Yeah. I was about to say that um, about the film Coda, but then you're like, oh, Damon Hansen. So, <laughs> so Damon Hansen, uh, wow. Well, well my dad wants to see it. My dad wants it's to bad. see it. Don't, don't waste your time. Go watch Eternals instead. Much better, much better. Uh, no, oh, okay. it's not great at all. Um, but I think, you know, if you don't know, I know that you've seen the, pl- I know you've seen the musical. So, yeah. you know, I don't, you'll definitely have a different experience to me, but it's so funny. <laughs> like, if you're going to watch it, just, like, prepare to laugh at how ridiculously stupid it is and how, like, it fails at nearly everything um, it's trying so hard to do. Um, and there's yeah, so it's... much interesting stuff behind the scenes as well. Like, I'd really recommend, um, you know, like, just researching a bit into it if you do watch it. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. It's dreadful. It really is. It's really bad. So, yeah, uh, tell me about Coda, then. Okay, so Coda. Um, so, Coda is about uh, a girl who 
is hearing, but the rest of the family is deaf. So okay. this is like uh, pretty uh, another relatable film as well. It's up there with uh, Sound of Metal, uh, Sound of Voice, but mm. this as well, Coda. Uh, it's more of a personal film, you know, like it's like the complete opposite um, to me. Like me, I'm just like living in my own world, but it's like a whole whole family of that. But um, the family uh, can't uh, speak, but they can they can sign as well. Uh, they can sign. Uh, and uh, it's it's a really interesting juxtaposition about like the 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 hearing uh, daughter um, is like struggling through like high school, but like you know applying for university, and she can sing, uh, but the family doesn't want her to sing. The, yeah, the family wants her to be with them, like you know guiding through uh, through uh, this world, like how they're gonna do like the daily lives and like how they're going to talk to other people as well, how they're going to communicate, uh, but without her. And, uh, and this film's really hilarious as well. It, it is just um, so funny. Uh, the, the, the parents uh, with like the way that they use sign language, like really graphic. And it, it's just hilarious. Like how much emotion it puts into um, with this one's like, really good uh death re- 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 representation as well as sound and voice as well as and sound and metal like um sound language was like, properly used like the way that they put emotion into it and uh yeah and the story the story was like very simple it was uh enjoyable and um yeah i love i loved it uh the music was great a great music choice as well um and my sister <laughs> uh we watched uh, we watched together uh my sister um uh it, she thoroughly enjoyed it uh as as, uh, as better as my did uh, as i did um uh, because there was the songs that she enjoyed as well um but yeah i thought it was a really pre- pretty pretty relatable film that i really liked um and oh what else yeah, I've, I've heard I've heard of Coda. Yeah, um, it's it's very it's it's very well thought of, isn't it? It's one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like it's won like a load of like film festival awards. I'll definitely I'll give it. Is it on Apple t- Apple TV Plus? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I think, I'll, I think I'll I'll give it a I'll give it a bloody a bloody look. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What would uh, you uh, give it out of ten? And. Uh, Eight out of ten. I really liked cool. it. So solid. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it from me. Awesome. I've got one more thing I want to talk about. I shouldn't take cool. too long. Um, but Doctor Who, the latest season started, entitled Flux. Buckle in, John. This I is about to, to get real. Ah! Uh, I know, I know you haven't watched Doctor Who in so long, but unfortunately, like a toxic relationship, I keep on coming back to the show. I don't know why. I don't know why I keep on telling myself it's going to be good. It's never good anymore. And guess what? This latest episode wasn't good either. I've already ranted about the last episode, bloody revolution of the Daleks on the pod. But this season, so they're promising a six episode uh, story, you know, like a continuous story, not like a monster of the week kind of thing. And what they are doing with it is apparently they are you know attempting to um you know kind of like i don't even know man uh they're just telling one big story basically well anything the first episode it sucked now it wasn't quite as bad as revolution of the daleks what can be but it was literally just an hour of setup i know it's an i know it's a continuous story but each chapter if you've only got six hours to do this not even that. They're each like 15 minutes long. So like five hours and a bit to do this. Each part should be furthering the story. But this literally just serves as exposition. It introduces a new companion who is just whisked away. He doesn't even get a choice to be a companion. It's just thrown straight into the mix, you know. Very, very shallow character work. It has like five different scenes introducing characters who aren't even relevant to the episode, who are just clearly going to come back later. It spends the whole time introducing concepts and, you know, like just setting up this future conflict, but it doesn't start, but it barely starts the conflict. Or maybe the final 10 minutes might, but the rest of it is all just spent, you know, setting it up. 
And I know what they're going for here, but it's just really sloppy, you know? Like, they should be able to tell, you know, a somewhat complete story, something that furthers the narrative each time without having to, you know, spend this amount of time on setting up things that aren't even relevant for this episode. I really hope that what they're doing, they know what they're doing here because this is a really, really weak start. And this is Jodie Whittaker's final season. And in my opinion, she hasn't had a good season as the Doctor. And she could be amazing, but she's been given such bad writing. And this show could be so good and has been so good. It was good for 10 years from 2010 to whenever Peter Capaldi left, 2017, 2018, I think. 2019. Was, 2019, right, thank you. That's 14 years that it, that you know, mostly it was great, you know, but it, it it's just been going downhill and I'm so tired, but... Episode two comes out in like an hour. So I guess I'll be watching that. No, in fact, I will be watching it. I literally don't have any restraint. I don't know, John. I don't know. Why are you watching yourself? Why? Oh, God. This is what happens when I'm fans of things since like a child. I started watching Doctor Who and I was like four. And now I just, and now here we are like 14 years later. And I just can't let go. Jesus. Yeah, that's my review for Doctor Who, the Flux episode one. I'll, I'll, I'll give a review for episode two next week but in short it was bad um yeah that's it let's let's roll out shall we oh god i'm that's the one thing that i'm gonna be so worried about with the, the future of dog two but russell t davis russell t, he's back that's all i care about you know next year he'll be back he'll give us a please. hopefully he'll please. give us a good 60th anniversary yeah, give us give us lights come on we need we need something that please russell and not like the doctors, you know, don't care about Graham. Uh, like <laughs> that awkward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I know what you mean when, oh, Jesus, I can't do this. Yeah. Take us uh, out, please, before I, ki- just before I die. Okay. Okay. Everyone. Kill someone. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening today. Uh, yes. We, we haven't, uh, dep- dep- depressing moments like these uh we didn't have that today <laughs> really makes it worth it makes it really makes this pod worth doing um yeah next week we're going to be talking about eternals uh, i'm going to yeah. see if we can get if we can get joe Hegdog dog films uh to talk about it too i'm going to message him as soon as it's over and then that's an, an another week closer to talk about the spider-man films which as you know john i'm so excited for um of if course. you like this video Give it a thumbs up, please. I've watched Doctor Who um, Flux. Just do it for me, please. I'm begging you. Okay, just uh, press like. <laughs> just do <laughs> it now. Ah. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, please wear your mask because it's in the cinema. Because we still do it because just to keep them open. Uh, but, yeah, get double vaccinated because that's important. Super, super yes. important. Like, what the, what the hell are you doing? Just go and do it. Just go and do it. Just do that um and yeah wash your hands like i don't know just just to be safe yeah um <laughs> and, honestly i yeah. swear to god i never washed my hands before covid and now i do it every time and i'm really proud of myself yeah like <laughs> i just don't want to be like really paranoid or something like okay like 2019 we were like yeah we're fine 2020 like oh my god we, <laughs> we don't want to die and then 2021, yeah, I'm okay. I can wash my hands every time. Yeah, can you believe that this time last year, it was still like, though we were still kind of thinking like, will there be another lockdown or not? I don't even, like, what were we, let me have a, like, give me a moment. What were we doing? All oh, right. he's gone. I'm, I'm getting my getting my pod book. This time last year, oh, we what we made a we made a video literally on the eighth of November, twenty twenty. We made a video called "Comic Book Character Movie Characters We Like to See Return," and we talked about Quicksilver, Andrew Garfield, Spider Man, Doctor Octopus, Ben Affleck's Batman, Jared Leto's Joker, Sinestro. Wow, that was a year episode eleven. Jesus, yeah, my God. How times have changed. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you enjoyed the video also and you want to see more, we did, we've done other Wes Anderson content. We did a ranking of all of his films. We did Last Light in Soho last week. And as I say, we've got things coming in the coming weeks. Subscribe, hit the bell. You can catch us whenever we do it or check out any of our backlog. This is episode 63. So we've got 62 other films that you can, other films, other podcasts that you can sink your teeth into. 
and yeah that is it oh okay. you can also get in in contact with us uh, tell us your thoughts on anything that we've talked about our time film pod at gmail.com or um talk to us or just follow us and, and see our thoughts on various things on twitter or instagram at our, at our time film pod and that's everything okay um, can you hear me still I can still hear you. <laughs> okay, okay. Because uh, I'm just checking. So uh, thank you um, again. So yeah. Take what you're giving. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.